0: beast tie.
1: hello everybody happy november
0: whoa wild it's
1: no longer spooktober
0: big sad but we are still here to bring you one minute at a time analysis of everyone's favorite 2006 film high school music
1: 2006 television film television. starring zach Efron, and vanessa hudgens and the wh- lady from chorus Line.
0: <laughs> allison reed <laughs> Not Corbin and- Blue, not uh, Ashley Tisdale, not Lucas Grabeel, not Monique Coleman, Alison Reed. Nope,
1: none of those. The lady from Chorus Line. Um, who are we, Condra?
0: Well, you spoiled it. We- I am Condra
1: <laughs> And I'm Tyler. We're the amateur nerds.
0: <laughs> and this is Wildcat Minute. So today we are talking about Minute 54, which starts out with uh, Troy shooting a free throw and and it ends with Troy saying to his father that she, meaning Gabriella, is very nice.
1: Uh, I love that line. We'll get to it. Um, uh, yeah, I
0: know. I like that bit.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, he shoots that free throw. It did not cost him anything. It was absolutely free.
0: Yep. It was effortless, too. Like, he has been practicing his free throws a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, this is what happens when your dad's the, the basketball coach. You're just constantly shooting hoops
0: play or die
1: do you remember that scene when they were playing outside their house that was kind of a cute scene yeah
0: that was fun it was very low stakes
1: yeah we haven't gotten any like weird i mean we have gotten weird scenes constantly in this movie we haven't had an outdoor scene for a while i think is what i'm trying to say
0: yeah it ha- since the garden really we haven't been outside
1: well they yeah i guess they were kind of up on this roof area which is sort of outside it, but sort of inside it was an
0: open open wall but roofed and then before that, it was Troy sneaking around. I think that was outside.
1: What did did he get? Did he end up outside for that, or just kind yeah. of like in a when basement he, area?
0: Well, no. In between, so when his dad ran into him, or almost ran into him, before he ran into the garage,
1: he wasn't outside. I think
0: he was outside.
1: I don't think so. Anyway, uh, Gabriella says to Troy. I've been practicing with Kelsey, or I think she says rehearsing. Actually, yeah, but,
0: rehearsing with Kelsey.
1: And he says, "Me too." As if did they not know that they each other was rehearsing? What they were just in drama. Did I thought that was assumed? What was going on? What? Why did they? Why is this a conversation?
0: Maybe she wasn't sure how to start a conversation about the musical, and like just was like, "Hey," like trying to trying to put a feeler out there, being like, "Hey." I'm rehearsing. Maybe, how's it going with you? Do you sound good yet? Like, or maybe she wants to be like, I learned this really cool thing and just like wants to start the conversation. And it's like, oh, if I put down this like casual drop and then I can get excited.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you're right. So yeah, they're talking about rehearsal and Troy goes, you know, I I skipped basketball practice to go to drama club. So if I get kicked off the team, it should be on your conscience.
0: Which he says it with a bit of sarcasm, but not a lot. To the point, yeah, it's where- the
1: sort of like half sarcastic, half serious comment, which he does a pretty good delivery of. Yeah, I like it, it's pretty convincing.
0: Yeah, definitely. But definitely, Gabriella like starts to panic. She's like, "No, like this isn't my fault." Like. I have nothing to do with your decision-making. Like, we came to one decision together, but for you to choose skipping basketball practice, that's a you decision.
1: And like I said before, um, it is right that we saw them choose that they were going to rehearse and stuff, but we didn't didn't ever see Troy decide that he was going to start skipping basketball practice. So now here we are kind of, actually having a conversation about it and now that now that we are having a conversation about it i feel less like not not that it was a plot hole but like less that it was skipped over like okay now they're actually talking about it
0: yeah asking you shall receive tyler
1: <laughs> um oh it'd be funny if uh gabriella's uh like like if jiminy cricket popped onto gabriella's shoulder and was like it's me i'm gabriella's conscience <laughs> <laughs>
0: get I that was brand like, where synergy going with this and <laughs> i was thinking at first like Kronk too with the angel and the devil <laughs> on his shoulders
1: you know you know that's a thing that more than just Kronk does right um, that's just that's but, a universal but Kronk that's does a universal cliche
0: <laughs> but Kronk does it the best because look what he can do and hmm maybe he's making he's making a good point there
1: which mm, is maybe maybe he's making a good point there which- it's me, Patrick Warburton. I uh, I voice Kronk in the Emperor's New Groove. I also play Lemony Snicket in the Series of Unfortunate Events. And I'm in the B-movie as well.
0: Patrick, can Tyler come back?
1: Oh, yeah. he's uh, I, I trapped him in a closet with my big muscles. Let me just let him out here. Uh, oh, hey, guys, I'm back.
0: Great. Get back. <laughs> I threw
1: in some Foley art, too.
0: <laughs> I, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, um, yeah, she, like, it's playful, but in a way that could be construed as serious. Like, Troy, instead of being so openly vulnerable as he had been in, like, previous scenes, he's a bit, he he's being a bit open, but still under the guise of sarcasm or, like, there's still some protection res- reservation about being so apprehensive. Yeah. And...
1: And I I think it's fair because it is something he's genuinely worried about.
0: Also, I wonder if the space has something to do with it. Like he's in the gym right now, which is like his dad's place. Like
1: that's his stage.
0: His smelly gym. Smelly
1: it, gym. That's what they called me in high school. Yep. Even though I wasn't smelly and I wasn't named Jim.
0: It's a very weird time, high school.
1: You see the uh, the on on the East High jersey, the E has like little claw marks. Not claw marks, uh like little claw things Foot coming up pads, above the E. Yeah, pad? yeah, pads. That's a good thing. I, so it looks like a footprint, except not because the E doesn't really resemble the rest of a footprint. I, I don't thought know. they
0: looked like bowling pins.
1: I did think that too. I was like, What what are what are these? Oh, and then I was like, Oh, it's like it's like little pads. Okay, now I get it.
0: Yeah. But Gabriella takes his accusa- his his fake accusation and spins it to the point where cause Troy like breaks and is like, I'm just kidding, and she's like, You know how I'm gonna get back at you? I'm gonna steal that ball right from out oh, of your classic hands. Classic
1: flirt technique.
0: Yep. And then she starts like pretending to fake pass and then travels a bunch, which Troy calls <laughs> out. It's like you're traveling. You're traveling really badly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and then he goes over and you know flirtatiously picks her up as teenage boys are wont to do to their their girl crushes.
0: Yeah, and um, who should it's walk cute. in? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's fine. Yeah, it's a little awkward because it's not something we've seen either of them really do. Like physical contact hasn't been a super thing between them. So like, for this to kind of come out of nowhere is weird.
1: Yeah, but it's it's the kind of like. Not totally harmless, but they're they're definitely there. It's not like he's crossing a line.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've been making eyes at each other long enough now.
1: <laughs> making eyes. I thought you were going to say something else. Like we haven't seen that yet.
0: But, but who you're right. Walk who should in, walk in? But Troy's dad, Mr. Coach Bolton.
1: Mr. Coach Mike Jack Brent Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and he goes, "Excuse me, Miss. You yeah. have to leave. This is a closed practice."
0: She's very nice about it, at least, and like doesn't get all skittish and nervous. Like she looks kind of to Troy for what to do. And
1: I mean, she Im- she immediately capitulates and goes, "Oh, sorry, sir." Which is like actually pretty pretty good line delivery from her. Like yeah. Vanessa Hudgens clearly understands the situation where you're like, "Oh, you screwed up," and you immediately. You know, say sorry and, and give them a sir or ma'am yeah. title.
0: <laughs> Over formalized to to show respect. Yeah. Because you assume they require that kind of respect.
1: I mean, he's Mike Bolton. He demands respect.
0: It's more appeasement, really. But um, <laughs> he it, is the
1: god of this gym.
0: <laughs> and Troy steps in and is like, "Hey, Dad, this is this is Gabriella."
1: And Mike is like, "Oh." Your detention, buddy.
0: And Gabrielle puts out her hand for a handshake, and is like, "Hello, nice to meet you." And the second he says, "Detention, buddy," she's like, "Never mind, I'm not gonna get in Oops. his good graces. I'm out of <laughs> here."
1: And she literally runs away. She goes, "It was nice to meet you, Mr. Bolt." And he goes, "Like, yeah, you too." Um, and he means it. Like, he's being friendly enough to eh, her directly. Yeah. Um, but not like, but clearly is angry at Troy. But yes. he like, you know, he he gives a polite response to Gabriella, and she books it, which is really
0: funny. In heels, too.
1: (laughs) Whoa, she's a regular Bryce Dallas Howard.
0: Indeed. They're not super tall or anything, but she's still wearing heels to school, which, you know, that's a choice, and I respect that. (laughs) Not a choice I would make, but I respect her choices. And then- And then
1: Troy goes like, it was my fault that we got detention, not hers. And we get kind of, you know, this burgeoning, like an official kind of start to this- conflict like literally coming out between Mike and Troy
0: in that yeah Jack uh Jack is like ever you haven't missed practice in 3 years and ever since that girl showed up like objectifying her and Troy is like no she will not be objectified her name <laughs> is Gabriella and she is nice, and very, nice. very
1: nice she's very nice Uh, Yeah, no, you're right, because he does kind of do a that girl. And he's like, her name's Gabrielle, and she's a very nice person. And I mean, they they both make very strong points. Like, this is one of those, like, conflicts that, you know, there's something to this conflict, which is, you know, at the heart of this movie, it's very true. It's like, well, Troy kind of has to make this choice between basketball and drama. Yes, his dad is being hard on him, but also, like, you know, he's made a commit he's supposed to have made a commitment to this basketball team. You can't just start missing practices without an excuse. Yeah. But also, you know, it's not Gabriella's fault because she's a genuinely nice person and it's Troy who's trying to take the blame for it and
0: because it- uh
1: Jack Bolton is not making it easy.
0: Yeah. And it's it is somewhat Troy's fault for not communicating fully and like or being too hesitant or Too scared to communicate what's fully going on, and like, and and that's also Jack's fault to some extent for not creating the space for understanding and to to start that dialogue of maybe this isn't what Troy wants.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't get we don't get that much of it in this scene. I think it's going to keep going to the next minute, so we like we can save on some of it. But like I said, it's a it's a good conflict, and they both they're both right, which is what makes. This sort of conflict interesting. It would be different if Jack Bolton, for as for as kind of mean as he is in moments like this, he's still not wrong.
0: Yeah, I think there's a, a harshness though that maybe is unnecessary.
1: Yeah, for sure. But the the these kind of two heads clashing, Troy versus father. You know, because overall in this movie we have like you know Troy versus self, Troy versus father. Troy versus Darbus and Jack versus Darbus, and then Sharpay, Sharpay versus everyone.
0: <laughs> Sharpay versus Gabriella. Yeah. Um. Gabriella Troy versus, versus self.
1: Chad. Gabriella versus Taylor.
0: Gabriella versus self.
1: Jocks versus brainiacs versus drama geeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I
0: mean, it really captures the spirit of high school, in which everyone is out to get everyone else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's almost like. Everyone's lives are defined by their both internal conflicts and external conflicts with everyone around them. Wow. It's almost like everyone's an individual with their own wants and desires that conflict with other people's.
0: What? You mean they're not- try to wrap your head around. I know. You, you, you're mean to tell me that they're not brainwashed individuals just being pulled along by a one force. And actually we're not in like a matrix
1: where like there's one real person and everyone else is a simulation. Spoiler. Speaking about speaking about this wild stuff, you want to talk about our decom of the week? Not quite human.
0: Sure. What a good transition.
1: (laughs) I know we actually I I didn't want to give too much of it away. (laughs) Okay. so the segment is decom of the week. Where uh, one of us finds a Disney Channel original movie and presents it to the other person.
0: Or someone else finds it for us.
1: Someone has to guess what this movie is about, and then someone has to, someone reveals what it truly was about. So I am presenting the 1987 oh Disney God. Channel premiere film <laughs> Not Quite Human to directed by Stephen Hillard Stern, based on books by Seth McAvoy, starring Alan Thicke, Jay Underwood, and Robin Lively. Not quite human.
0: Is Robin Lively related to Blake Lively at all?
1: I don't know. Robin Lively is relatively famous, though. Okay. You'll know. She, I get. There's no reason I can't say who she is. Um, yeah. She was in the movie Teen Witch. She's also in uh, Karate Kid Part 3. She's like the love interest, non-love interest lady in that one. Uh, she's also in Twin Peaks and Doogie Howser. Lots of people do know who she is, but you might not recognize her. She's kind of this, like, very attractive redhead. Um, Alan Thicke, of course, from Growing Pains and being Alan Thicke. And Jay Underwood was kind of a teenager actor in the 80s. He was also in The Boy Who Could Fly and Uncle Buck. But he's the least famous of those three people.
0: Okay. So Alan, Robin, and what was the third one? Sorry.
1: Alan Thicke, Jay Underwood, and Robin Lively.
0: Okay. All right. So, not quite human, based on a book, nineteen eighty-seven. So I have a feeling this is going to be like some sort of, oh, what is that? Uh, there's another book I'm thinking of, like my, my not so pe- or my perfect brother robot or something like that. I can't remember what that one's called. Um, but I think so. We've got Alan. I'm gonna just call them by their their actor names because I I don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even <laughs> know okay. where to start with actual names. So Alan Thick is kind of a science nerd. I don't know what he looks like, so I don't actually know if maybe he's like a jock type. And I don't, I don't know. Um,
1: he looks like a TV dad, I think.
0: Oh, is he like an adult?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I did, see. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, Alan Thick was the dad on Growing Pains. Okay, in you the just 80s said was on 90s. growing
0: pains, and I'm like, I know there's some kids in that. Okay, so never mind. Is this gonna be Powerpuff Girls then? I'm trying to decide. So someone makes a robot that is trying <laughs> to pass off as being human, um, hence not quite human. But I'm trying to decide if it's like a child creating a sibling for for their like so they're not alone because they're like an only child. Or if it's a parent, like kind of Powerpuff Girls esque, where the parent like wants a child and or the adult wants a child and is like, I'm gonna build a robot. So, I can have a kid and like tries to put them in school. And like Pinocchio, it fails comedically, but also quite epically because the AI isn't quite right. Because that also feels a very 1980s, like end of 1980s plot, um, because obviously the technology wasn't perfect yet. Um, it's not perfect now, but even less so then. So, I think I'm going to go with Or is a Pygmalion. <laughs> oh
1: yeah it's it's definitely that
0: no well i'm thinking so jay is the the son in the situation he like makes a girl to like be a friend but also he like realizes like he he like thinks she's very pretty like because because the way she's been made she's like very pretty or whatever and um the dad helps him like come to terms with like no You shouldn't fall in love with a robot.
1: That's so weird. Don't do that.
0: (laughs) I don't like it, but I was thinking Pygmalion all of a sudden. Um, So, all right. Or maybe it's...
1: The son's just like, hey, dad, should I become boyfriend-girlfriend with this robot girl that I made?
0: (laughs) Um, All right. So, Jay is kind of a science nerd at school. He doesn't quite fit in, and he's got this crush on this girl who's like kind of popular but not really like she's like like a a tier above if you want to think like status quo like ranking of schools like school clicks and stuff and so he for the science fair is creating this robot that he's trying to make look like a real person kind of like Spock, um like not spock data-esque and like like with working AI and stuff and and like trying to pass it as like his new friend at school. And the robot occasionally does things that are kinda of weird. And maybe like, oh they use the excuse, oh, he's from Europe or whatever, and they do it differently over there. <laughs> which is like the most stereotypical reaction to robotic behavior is saying they're from Europe, which I don't know why. Yeah, it's classic. And he the the his crush starts to become like more like what are you like why are you so weird like she notices him because he's like gotten himself into an embarrassing situation that he's trying to cover up something that his robot has done because his robot has gotten out of hand and he gets this pat like he gets his interest in robots and robotics from his father who's like this scientist who's on that like Cutting edge of robotics too, so maybe he like goes into his dad's workshop to steal like the third brain to make it fully functional,
1: like Spy Kids. Spy
0: Kids, yeah. (laughs) Um, and yeah, it's it's a like a normal hijinks. Kind of high school, like this, this robot can't get anything right. And it's revealed at the science fair, like, it's been a robot the whole time. And people are like, wow, you're really talented. And, but his dad's also like, what the heck? You took my, my technology. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like it maybe has some sort of AI robot kind of thing because that was like a big trend in the late 80s, but I don't know what direction it would take. So, I'm going to go with that.
1: No, I think you're good. I mean, you you're you're basically there. Um you just have the you just have the layout wrong. Okay. Um cuz it is. It is an Android. So, Alan Thick as Dr. Jonas Carson makes an Android teenager named Chip, which I think is a Clever. very funny name for a robot. Clever. Um and adopts this it ro- is Android teenager uh, as an older brother to Becky played by Robin Lively, who is Alan Thicke's real daughter. And so Becky is in high school and Chip goes to the same high school and Dr. Carson starts teaching at the high school. Um, So there's kind of like this android teenager now who's going to high school. And I mean, he's he takes things very literal. And so sometimes that's annoying, but sometimes it's funny. And like the other teenagers kind of think he's being rebellious when he does things literally a la Amelia Bedelia. Of course, Chip's antics attract a young lady named Erin, played by Christy Swanson from Mr. Boogity. (laughs) And our kind of hook is that there's these evil defense contractors that Alan Thicke used to work for. Uh, One of them is named Gordon Vogel, who wants to reprogram Chip to use in the military. And so they kind of have to, like, pretend that Chip is a real boy. Pinocchio stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very, very data from Star Trek, the next generation, like, oh, you need to act human. And then like trying to find those kind of little idiosyncrasies, um, the, the Wikipedia description didn't really say how it ends. I don't, I'm, I'm assuming Gordon Vogel gets a pie in the face, but, uh, I didn't, it kind of ends. It, it's kind of like, and then there's military like defense people after going after them and he has to pretend to be human. And then it just ends, um, <laughs> So I don't know what like the climax is. Presumably, you know, some people find out he's a robot, but he kind of like also proves that he's uh, human enough to be like a real a real son to oh, Alan Pick and a real brother to Becky. What?
0: Ohana oh, means family.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um or just like the Star Trek episode, The Measure of a Man, like he proves that he's yeah, 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 you yeah. know, sentient enough that he can't like be taken away by these other people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's not quite human. Is it on 1987?
0: Is it on Disney it's Plus? It's not
1: on Disney Plus. Okay. But there are a couple sequels. Oh. So I'm this is kind of curious. Maybe we'll cover one of the sequels one day.
0: I just want to really quick bring up something about Mr. Boogity because you mentioned it again. So I was watching <laughs> in one of the many... Disney theme park YouTube channels I follow one of them was going over like scariest Disney movies because we were talking about that kind of recently like are there any scary Disney movies and this had a list of a bunch and Mr. Boogity was pretty high on the list apparently just the grotesque nature of Mr. Boogity is part of that reason why he's so scary and also that apparently when like Disney Plus came out there was like a Twitter movement kind of like trending topic to get Mr. Boogity on there and then like or to like show I don't I can't quite recall if it was like to get it on there or if it was like to show appreciation that it was on there but <laughs> which then spurred them to put on Bride of Boogity but I think it was so, to get Boogity on there in general Mr. Boogity on there in general and then Bride of Boogity came later but
1: what, what I'm hearing is I think we need to watch Mr. Boogity I,
0: I think we might
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then replace a decom of the Week segment with a review <laughs> Of Mr. Boogity. This,
0: this, in the way like Clueless keeps coming up as a signifier in my life that I need to finally see it, I think Mr. Boogity keeps coming up enough for us that we need to actually watch it.
1: All right. Well, maybe not next week because we're going to have a guest. Yeah. But maybe in two weeks.
0: Or when I see you find, in person in a bit.
1: If we can find the time to, you know, it's only like 45 minutes long, I think, because it was a, not a full length movie. Yeah. So we'll find time to watch Mr. Boogity. Soon. And circle you'll, back. You'll
0: get it before the end of the year.
1: Yes. Maybe, maybe a bonus app. Our review of Mr. Boogity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that was minute 54. And I, sorry, I think I would still rather watch the real version of not quite human. I don't think I'd nail like what I did was fine, but also not super exciting or original and I mean, what, what you described sounded fine.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think yours sounded interesting, but the setup wasn't quite
0: yeah. going to work. Yeah. So that was Minute 54 and decom of the Week Not Quite Human.
1: Um, where can people find us on the internet is the question.
0: They can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds.
1: Or meet personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y.
0: You can send us an email at to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, send us a decom that you think we should make time to watch and review if you think that's a thing that we should start doing. Yeah.
0: Or if there was one that we've already talked about that you're like, no, that was wild and you guys should definitely watch it and review it.
1: <laughs> also, rate review us on iTunes if you ever have a chance. Apple Podcasts, you know, whatever. Or subscribe Apple to thing. whatever
0: podcatcher you're listening on right now.
1: Yeah, do that. What What about our art, Condra? Who Who designed that?
0: Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram.
1: And our music, which was composed by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com.
0: I've been Condra,
1: And I've been Tyler. And we'll come at you next time with more High School Musical takes and eventually some Mr. Boogity takes. You can bet on it.